Hello and welcome everyone back to the Reader Copy Podcast, a comic podcast about comic books. It is Wednesday, January 26th. My name is Chris. I'm joined by my co-host, Daniel. That is me. Welcome everyone to the podcast. I always feel like we're like uh, circus showrunners and we welcome everyone like like we're going to start a circus right now. This is this is a circus yeah, it's of a- comic book news. I like it. The walking <laughs> elephant is going to come in just a bit. <laughs> What's your favorite circus thing? Like a bearded lady? Uh, I... Do they have circuses anymore? Because I don't think I've ever been to one. Barnum and Bailey? Well, yeah, anything around. Oh, you know what? It's now. It's like Circus Soleil. Circus Soleil. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a circus? You have to go like Vegas for like the... the there's like a Beatles one. Adult one, right? <laughs> is yeah. what it is? I, I think it, it's just like too freaky for kids. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. It's it's for adult, like like the contortionist. It's like too gross for mm-hmm. kids to see anymore. Yeah. Or like, uh, you know, there's like a, a person hanging on a curtain. Oh, gosh. <laughs> what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like they're like holding onto it. Is that even a thing? It's not a rope. It's just like a sheet of cloth. I guess that's a feat, right? Like that's actually a hard thing to do. I'm not sure it is. I think I could do that. The hold on? I could the, do the holding on thing. I can't do the moving around and like doing acrobatics up there. I give you that. But mm-hmm. the holding on thing, I could do that. I still think it's pretty hard. Like it's not a rope. Like you can't wrap your hand around it. I guess they're there for like half an hour at least, right? It's not like quick and get it done. Yeah. Like it's all like upper body strength, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Obviously. I don't have that. Uh, well, <laughs> Strength? I don't have that. <laughs> Strong man's not a thing anymore. That's kind of boring now, right? That's not going to make it into a circus. Like that's, no. You can see that on TV, on YouTube yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I'm more scared of like the freaks. Can I say that word? Freaks of nature? Freaks? Yeah. Like promiscuous women? <laughs> <laughs> like there's, uh, I remember... Do you know what the Esquire is? The magazine? The magazine. Yeah, sure. There was like Bat Boy. I, oh, I think Travis what? Scott like even what? copied it on his album cover. Oh, really? That's what that was? Yeah, the Bat Boy. Interesting. Thing. That was, like haunted me as a kid. Re- that does not exist. Like a boy with wings or he just looks like a bat or? Yeah, he was like half bat. And this is a real thing? Well, I don't know. It was, oh. No, it's probably not. It's probably 100% not real, but it was on a cover of Esquire magazine and I was, not Esquire, The Inquirer. Inquirer, okay. Esquire magazine's like a men's fashion thing yeah like a menswear thing okay <laughs> i didn't like his what he was wearing though so okay <laughs> he's got a good drip he's a good drip um we did not have an episode last week that's right we took a little uh pause and everything mm-hmm. yeah but we're back with another block rocking episode podcast yeah, for sure we went to um socal yeah yeah a little trip yeah typically we would go to disneyland but we didn't do that this time just to switch it up we went to uh universal hollywood studios we've been there yeah. before but um we haven't been there in a while so why not yeah uh rode harry potter again yeah one of my favorite rides still really good there was a little hitch in it though they typically typically give us 3d glasses yeah right and it pulls you into it they didn't do that now yeah i was talking to my coworker about this i'm not like balancing bears this 3d glasses thing right they used to give us 3d glasses right i feel like we they did i think we did why did someone say there was not a thing they're like they didn't even think about it or they thought maybe they never did it could be oh it's a mandela effect type of thing right now because mm-hmm. i thought yeah. maybe it's just me i thought it was better <laughs> the ride itself i thought it was better so maybe with 3d glasses or without i I mean, I thought it was better than our last experience. So I think oh, there okay. was 3D glasses, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And at one point, it was my favorite ride anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's that good. But I, then I rode the Star Wars ride in Disneyland, and I think that's better. That wasn't out yet. Yeah. And that's more your world. Harry Potter is my nostalgia thing, and I can okay. still get pulled into it. And because I, I think, it's yours, it can't be mine. Yeah, that's the truth. <laughs> 
take it or leave it. Um, besides that, we also did the Warner Brothers studio tour. Oh, yeah. I had fun. Yeah. Is this your side stories? Because I don't want to step on your side it's stories. It's not really my side stories. It kind okay. of, yeah. I do want to talk about it, though. Let's go into it. Sure. Uh, we got to see all like the Friends props and stuff. Yes. That was that was fun. Uh, different set photos. A lot of it was the Friends stuff. Uh, Central Park, right? Yeah. Some, some different little... Like they remade sets and like had displays for that. Right. And then yeah. they had like their the actual costume that they wore and stuff like that. And um, I don't, was it the real like furniture you think? Oh, from the actual sets? I set. bet they had copies of everything. Maybe Probably. those were the backups. Yeah. I believe that. Yeah. There was, more likely. It's like everything Warner Brothers was there. So you can kind of see a whole lot of different things. Uh, a Star is Born or whatever. Like mm-hmm. whatever Warner made, they had all the superhero stuff. Yeah. Uh, raise your hand if you like Gilmore Girls. Do you guys watch Gilmore Girls? <laughs> and I raised my hand when the studio <laughs> guide asked that. And she was like, oh, okay. <laughs> You knew everything about it. I knew a lot. I didn't know everything about it. There, there was nothing to watch in that time slot after school. So it was Gilmore Girls, okay, all right? Sure. It was that. All the other channels were not airing anything. There was nothing good that I haven't seen already, all right? <laughs> that, that that hour was blocked with Gilmore Girls and Charmed. <laughs> The tour showed us a bunch of like sets that they used uh-huh. for that show. And I, I'd never watched it, so I didn't know what they were talking about. But you were taking hella pictures. I was like, oh, nice. This is Luke's <laughs> Cafe. Crazy. Crazy. You're telling me it's not a real set? Oh, wow. <laughs> And then a whole like second half of the tour is all their like DC superhero stuff from DC movies. Yeah, there's a lot of mannequins with the cool uh, costumes on them. Yeah, and you kind of just like looking at them like, wow, it's like real superheroes right now. It's all the costumes from like the Justice League movie were there in a line. They look really cool. There was a bunch just devoted to Wonder Woman, like a whole line of her yeah, costumes. That was cool. Yeah, she has the best costumes. Yeah, they had the golden armor one. Totally. Yeah, even her just like white dress one. Like I was like, wow, it looks just like the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's um, like a little Aquaman area mm-hmm. where you could pose with the trident. That was fun. There's that weird gear thing from the the movie that like activates whatever yeah, Atlantis, dry Atlantis, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, but then there's also the, a, a cool Batman vehicles yeah. that you could just take in. I kind of forgot about the whole Batwing from BVS, but I was like, oh, this is cool in person. They had all like almost all representations of Batman because they had the Michael Keaton, Tim Burton Batmobile. They did. They had the BVS like bat plane thing. Yeah, the uh, tumbler bike from Dark Knight in that yeah. series. And then they had like the whole Dark Knight like you know remember in Dark Knight Rises I think. Yeah. He had like his whole Batman costume in like this acrylic case that he's looking at. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. That was I took a lot of pictures of that. I kept yeah. going back to it. Mm, Want to make cool. sure my picture was good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, all in all, that stuff is really cool. Like in person. Yeah, I, I love all the superhero stuff. There's also Harry Potter stuff that was already right. there too. There was. Yeah. section just for that uh less less impressive but it was cool too like like the little little bedroom that he slept underneath the stairs mm-hmm. you could take pictures there that was fun <laughs> little photo ops here and there yeah uh there was a part where you could do like a green screen thing yes where you're like riding something i was like riding a broomstick and i'm like flying around uh, as if i'm in harry potter like you know the mm-hmm. the england streets it was yeah. pretty fun yeah i did the bat pod the motorcycle thing yeah yeah i was in the movie <laughs> tell me gotham needs me <laughs> 
But yeah, the whole um, weekend was super fun. So I'm, I'm glad we had a kind of a fun trip. It was fun. Yeah, a good little break. I enjoyed it. Universal, we've gone a couple times already, but it was good to, to revisit all that too. Yeah. But we're back again. New episode. Um, why don't you explain to the listeners how the show works? Here at the Reader Copy Podcast, we split up into three bits. First, we will run down the comic book news this week. In the middle, we'll talk about a cool comic book. This time, it's called Assassination Nation. At the end, yeah. we'll. It's called Assassination. <laughs> It's called Assassination. At the end, we'll talk about the side stories, whatever we've been watching or reading, whatever entertainment we've taken in this week. All right. Well, we have two weeks of news to catch up on. Let's get into it. This dropped last week. It did. And I almost wanted to just like make an episode just to talk about this one thing. Wow. You're that excited. Well, it's pretty big. And it is the trailer for Moon Knight. Yes. The next Disney Plus installment TV show. My, I think my favorite character in Marvel, maybe. Really? Possibly. Mm. It's hard to say. So we got our first like look at how the show's going to feel, the mm. action, the costume. What do you think about it? I'm uh, hesitant because the whole feel of it is, well, if you don't know, it's this guy that has uh, what they call before multiple personality disorder, and he is like an avatar, an Egyptian god at the same time. So all that. This feeling is like, the whole show feels like uh, before he realizes what's happening to him. Mm -hmm. So that kind of vibe of not knowing what's happening is what the whole trailer feels like. I don't know if I like that vibe yet. I I know there's more to come, and that's what I'm looking forward to, obviously, is like when everything's revealed. So like you said, he has multiple personalities. Mm -hmm. Um, I think he has three, right? He has a lot. Okay, well, let's say he has like three main ones, right? Yeah. Uh, And one of them is the Stephen Grant one. That's right. Mm -hmm. And it seems like this trailer focused on that personality. That's right. This is name he's called in this in the trailer right they kind of warp that personality as far as like what the character is like from yeah. the comics he's like very meek here and he's mm-hmm. just like works in a museum yeah steven grant's supposed to be this like movie star they're not yeah. doing that here yeah that's fine also they made him british yeah i didn't know he was british this whole time when you read a comic you sometimes you can't read an accent well here's the thing i think when we're gonna get maybe three trailers for this before it comes out yeah and each one is a different personality i like that idea and i think we'll get the Mark Spector one next, which is like the main non-Moon Knight one. Right? That's right. Yeah. And uh, I'm thinking maybe that one's not British. I think so too. There's hints of that. There's clues for that already. Yeah. In the middle of it, he finds a phone mm-hmm. uh, and it's someone calling him Mark, right? Yeah. On the, for the phone. And that person had American accent. Yes. So points to he has another personality that's American, mm-hmm. Mark Spector. Yeah. And I don't know, like we got no hint of its third one, but I think they'll, they'll, they might bring that in maybe the end or later, or maybe becoming a superhero unlocks this other personality of, uh, what's his name? Lockley? Is that his name? Jack. Lockley, I think. Jack Lockley, yeah. right? And is he going to have like a New York accent? New York. <laughs> I, I don't know. I have no idea, but that uh, that personality is kind of harder to like market to yeah. like an audience. So I don't know if they're going to even do that one. They yeah. could. But I think uh, they're going to save that for later, right? Yeah. So that he's he's doing this whole thing like uh, Jeez McAvoy and Split. Right. Oscar Isaac's going to pull out all the stops for this acting in this. It feels to me like um, like a fight club meets um, a bad British accent. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty horrible, right? <laughs> 
hey, uh, Marvel, how about you just get British actors to do British roles and American actors to do American roles? <laughs> what, they have to get a different actor for each personality? He's got to uh, do it all. It's just like, oh, uh, Tom Holland, Benedict Cumberbatch, you guys are going to play Americans. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they know how to act over there, apparently, across the pond. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of the actual Moon Knight costume and how he was kind of like fighting whatever that monster thing looks like? So, the way it looks, it like wraps around him and it's like yeah. magical i didn't expect that i expected I like it i think it's pretty cool now mm-hmm. my first thing was like that's not what i expected i expected it to be just a costume he puts on like daredevil so he's like just full-out action oh, okay. less magical i know it's conchu the yeah. egyptian god is magic yes it just it's cool it's fine we'll see how it goes that's how i feel i really liked how it was transforming him and it was wrapping around him like a mummy yes it, i think it is like literally egyptian wraps yeah. right yeah that's why i like it yeah yeah. And then there's a scene where he's just like wailing on this, what looks to be like um, an Egyptian version of like a werewolf. Maybe Egyptian, yeah. Yeah, because it kind of looks like a jackal or something. Okay. That makes sense because of the motif of Egypt. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's tied to uh, Werewolf by Night, that Marvel character. So it all makes sense. Yeah, that's, he, he debuted in that comic. Yeah, who knows if that's him or not, the one he's beating up. Yeah. That'd be interesting. But I like that stuff. It's like a whole different genre of stuff they're throwing into Marvel. Right. It's like classic monster movie stuff. Yes. I like that. Yeah. It's fun. I... I think marvel with this with blade we're gonna lean into like the occult of marvel the you know horror side of marvel if you will right the spooky side yeah yeah where blade will obviously be fighting vampires moon knight will be fighting these things that i think could lead into werewolves in marvel right yeah just werewolves randomly existing now yeah right yeah and then um also connected to uh because he's in england right yeah i really think it's going to connect to black knight somehow yeah of course blade is already tied to that character yeah at the scene that we've seen already mm-hmm. so uh i think they're going heavy into that moving forward wanda's kind of in that ballpark with sure. her devil stuff whatever it is yeah and then uh so i i like that stuff that's like yeah. like i like that outside of marvel completely just a little bit of horror spookiness right. involved in everything so if they're fighting all that maybe they're forming their own team mm-hmm. right maybe we throw in ghost rider eventually when he's fighting demons and stuff yeah and this leads to the their big bad mephisto <laughs> all right the, the spooky specter that's been haunting us since wandavision yeah yeah eventually it's gonna be right <laughs> you can never you're eventually gonna be right yeah exactly okay do you, uh, do you think that's gonna happen i think that could happen if it's uh, all uh, midnight suns type storyline right? right connecting yeah. them all into a big team there's a lot of indications of that like in the video game if yeah. they're drawing up some attention with that it makes sense to put in the movies mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See how people feel about it. So uh, maybe that's in a Defenders type TV series. What do you think oh, about that? Maybe. Where they're connecting it there. Like they're on Defenders, not the Netflix Defenders. Yeah, that's what I mean. Just like a Defenders type thing on Disney Plus where it's connecting these characters together. Or do you think that deserves a movie and it should be, it, it would make more sense as a movie? I don't know, but. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We already know Moon Knight's going to appear in the movies. Foggy already said that. So yeah. we're at that scale already. You know, uh, mm-hmm. Black Knight is in the movies, so yeah, points to movies. I, I think so. Probably you're yeah. right. Yeah, I think so. But uh, Moon Knight is obviously where my heart lies. I, I can't wait to see it. the 
the sleeping disorder they mentioned at the beginning, mm-hmm. I think that is actually, sure, he's like seeing dreams of Khonshu talking to him, yeah. visions. But I also think that's actually him living a double life, like sleepwalking, and that's his other personality. Right, yeah. Is that I, obvious? <laughs> I thought yeah. I was being a genius right now. I think he's like waking up, just just like Fight Club. He's waking up yeah. in random places because he doesn't remember that he was another personality while he was asleep or what he thinks he was asleep. Okay, okay. I thought I was onto something, but okay, I guess it's obvious. Okay. First rule of Moon Knight is you don't talk about Moon Knight. <laughs> I can't wait for it. The, the action looks very kind of Tom Cruise in a way when he's like oh, getting yeah. chased down. It's very Mission Impossible. Mm-hmm. And he's like fumbling around like he doesn't know what he's doing. Exactly. That's going to be fun. Like slapstick comedy in there too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for it. Uh, I, I think they said it's coming out end of March. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, March 30th. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if this will connect to multiverse stuff. It doesn't need to, does it? I mean... Uh, it, nothing needs to, but yeah. Marvel does it anyway. It very well could. I think... Uh, I'm, I'm just excited for uh, Oscar Isaac playing like these different roles. I want to see if he could do that James McAvoy thing. I think Kang is going to be like that, where he has like different personalities, different versions of him. So it's going to be very yeah. similar in a way, Yeah, I think. I wonder if Doctor Strange is going to be connected to some kind of Midnight Suns thing that you were talking about about okay yeah uh, that's all mystic like yeah the 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 vampires and worlds of the night that's mm-hmm. magic inspired right yeah obviously are you excited for the next doctor strange because like from the stuff we've seen in the doctor strange trailer yeah i want to say it's kind of like uh they're kind of do like a bait and switch kind of thing like they're showing one thing but the movie will actually feel and and go a different way i kind of hope that's what's going on because i felt lukewarm about the what is a teaser trailer yeah and credit stuff we've seen of dr strange multiverse of badness yeah the um i mean is it out already the the, the teaser trailer yeah okay so the that like evil dr strange it seems lame to me like it just seems like he's doing a bad acting job and i don't want to see that (laughs) i don't think that's a big part of it i hope not at least yeah I hope it's like a scene. Because they kind of ended the trailer with that. Like that's yeah. the climax of the trailer itself. Yeah. That points to it might be bigger. I don't want it to be. Do you remember the hit movie Rise of Skywalker? <laughs> yeah, right. Remember the trailer? There's like Evil Ray. Yeah. I think it's like that. It's like a vision. It's like one thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Copying the Luke Skywalker thing where he sees an evil version of himself. Yeah. Yeah. Scott Pilgrim's done it already. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He probably did the best. <laughs> Um, but I heard Feige is kind of, whether you like it or not, and whether it's good or not, is leaning more towards fan service in the movies. And remember how they, they're doing reshoots, like heavy reshoots on Doctor Strange? Yeah, yeah. The rumor was they're including a lot more characters and cameos for the movie. All right. And it sounds like it's just for fan service. Just to, why? I mean, we've we've built this awesome engine of making great stories and characters. Yeah. yeah. We're just going to do it for the fans. But is it like the great scenes, the pop audience scenes, Aren't they like kind of fan servicey? Like when Captain America catches Mjolnir, isn't that like the crowd goes wild because that's like fan service? Yeah, and I think that's because it built up to that. Like everyone, like we weren't expecting it, but it's like we built up this these two characters, Thor yeah. and Captain America, and seeing them tied together in this way. Wow, that's yeah. that's kind of interesting. In No Way Home, spoiler alert: when you know multiple Spider Men show up and yeah. he takes off his mask and it's not Tom holland and the crowd explodes is that not for fan service that totally is fan service and we love it 
because it's in this awesome movie, right? <laughs> you could ha- totally have fan service yeah. in a bad movie. And you're like, oh. I mean, remember, okay, we're on the subject of Raimi, right? Yeah. Do you remember uh, the studio put, told him to put Venom in the movie because of fan service? Like, the obviously people like Venom. That's a totally different studio you're talking about. Yeah. It's a totally different character. No, it's the same character. <laughs> yeah. You're talking about the wrong studio, man. Uh. Raimi's, Raimi's a totally different studio. He has no hand in this at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's more rumors about his next movie, Raimi's mixed movie, which is Doctor Strange. That's what I'm talking about, yeah. Um, do you want to hear the rumors? Yeah, let's hear it. The rumors are that those reshoots were to get more characters in, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And one of those characters is Mr. Fantastic, and it's already been cast. Wow. Because we know Fantastic Four is coming. It's John Watts' next movie. They oh. already said that, too. That says next movie. Okay. So it's in the timeline of like when directors make movies, I feel like that's two to four years, anywhere in that range. So it's coming. To turn out a movie? Yeah. I see. Like yeah. from their previous movie, I think. Yeah. So I'm saying um, if that is true, like let's say it comes out even 2024 2025 we would know casting you know before then already and this might be the reveal of that casting in this movie dr strange okay those reshoots worried me because maybe the movie is just kind of bad and they need to redo stuff yeah but if it's for adding a character just for teasing something in the future like recent future yeah um that's kind of a better thing to me than just okay. like re- changing the story changing the story right yeah. i, I kind of that's more positive spin on things for me Mm-hmm. Um, Do you want to know who's yeah. casted? Yeah. Rumors is Jim Halpert. Jim, Jimmy Halpert? <laughs> tuna. Tuna. Rumors is big tuna. <laughs> tuna. Okay, that's like, that's uh, people have been saying that. Isn't that the most fan servicey you can get? Is literally just doing what the fans have said just google right now <laughs> fantastic for fan casting and it's uh you can him and, you it, can just, and emily blunt like you that's could it just google fantastic four that's a picture of john krasinski <laughs> that's funny like you could like google jim halpert and he's there with like the, the fantastic four costume looking at the camera like huh yeah <laughs> with his face uh, I mean, I you hated see. this idea before. No, no, that's not that's not what I hated. The idea I hated was John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. Oh, really? You just hate Emily Blunt <laughs> with a passion? No. Because um, I love them so much. And I know when Hollywood couples work together, oh. it n- <laughs> doesn't always turn out great. Uh, what What's Mr. and Mrs. Smith? They didn't last. Yeah. What else is there? <laughs> um, uh, what was it? Uh, Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman? Yeah. That, that was bef- that's how they started, right? That's like, how they started, yeah. yeah. But just- have you seen that picture of Nicole Kidman leaving the divorce office? No. She's so excited. Oh, really? Yeah, it's so funny. She's jumping on a couch. (laughs) Speaking of uh, Tom Cruise. Yeah. It's also rumored. What? That because it's a multiverse. Oh, my god. Tom Cruise is going to appear in Doctor Strange 2 as another version of Tony Stark. Because he was the original first choice to play Tony Stark. Yes. And he was saying this comic book superhero movie thing, it's not going to take off at all. Yeah. All right. Uh... That sounds. I mean, he's a good actor, right? I, he's I a think good action movie actor. Yes, I think. I think he's also a good actor. He's also funny. General. He's yeah. Al- yeah, sometimes. 
sometimes. Maybe. He's maybe sometimes too serious. Uh, I think he's really funny in Tropic Thunder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, do you like this news? What do you think? Do you think it's going to happen? I don't think it's going to happen. I think if it's going to happen, now is the only time. He's getting older or what? Um, because this movie allows it. Multiverse stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, no other movie is going to allow it. Uh, is Are you saying that because we're past the novelty of multiverse after this? I really hope this is the end <laughs> of like using it too much. Like it is the focus of the story. Like mm. like Loki was, like Spider-Man was, like this will be. I think I there's going to be. The end of it. I think there's going to be one where they fix everything. And I don't think this is it yet. Yeah. But I hope we kind of like push it, it off for a while. You know what I mean? Like I don't need multiverse stuff in Thor and Black Panther. Like yeah. those still. <laughs> I don't want to see Tony Stark, Tom Cruise, Tony Stark in Black Panther 2. <laughs> you don't want every movie is what you're saying. I get that, right? Like, it doesn't have to be the focus. We want some variety here. Um, I don't think I want it that much just because Tom Cruise doesn't need to... Or do you think his check would be bigger than Robert Downey's? No. In, like, no what, way, a for a movie? scene? No. Think, oh, it's got to be a scene, right? Yeah. It's not the whole movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, you got Doctor Strange, obviously. Yeah. You Let's say we got Mr. Fantastic. Let's say we got an Iron Man, Tony Stark. We're halfway there to Illuminati. <laughs> That's the big rumor is that they did the reshoots because they want to include the Illuminati in but, from the comic books into Doctor Strange too. You think it's the whole crew of Illuminati or is yeah. it just the, yeah. the ones you mentioned? So well, you're getting... As close as you can get to the comic book version, they might adjust it because it's the movie. Yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised if they're like, at the end of the movie, Doctor Strange walks into a room and we see the Illuminati waiting for him. That's okay. I do like the idea of the Illuminati. We didn't, we didn't have them too much in the comics. Yeah. Um... Like for the others, we have to get uh, freaking Namor, Namor. There, so we have to have that casted already. You love uh, he might be the villain of, of Black Panther too, so maybe he already is casted. I, yeah, I think he could be casted already. I, I we haven't. It's not announced yet. Well, they announced who the villain is. Yeah, who the actor is playing the villain. You think that's him? Yeah. Okay. People kind of like suggested that already because yeah. they don't say who he is. Yeah, it could be. I, I have no idea. I I I saw the guy's face. I don't know. I don't know from anything else. Right. I, I forgot where he's from, but he's a Latino actor. Yes. Um, and then are we going to get, um, the quiet guy, black agar, Boltagon? <sighs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> they're just going to recast it, right? Don't... No, it's going to be Vin Diesel. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> There's rumors that it was going to be Vin Diesel for when they were wanted to do an Inhumans movie. And they're wow. like, we need a guy that we don't want to talk. <laughs> <laughs> so he got an upgrade from that where he can only say three words. Yeah. When he played Groot. <laughs> Um, and if it's true, this is going to be our first mutant in MCU, Professor X. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, it makes sense to start with him as far as the first yeah. mutants involved. Illuminati that, that has a veil of like hidden stuff. So maybe mutants have been hidden this whole time, but they've been there. And if they're from, if it's like a multiverse collaboration, right? Like it's, it's Tom Cruise, Tony Stark, right? And he doesn't have to be like Tony Stark forever. It's just for this one scene. Yeah. You could get Patrick Stewart to play Professor X one more time for one scene. You could do that. I don't like it's not out of the realm of likeliness because he doesn't have to sign on for another trilogy or set of movies. He needs to do one scene. So what are you thinking about this Illuminati crew? Are they of different uh, universes? Yeah. So it's not they're not signing up for stuff later. My guess is, yeah, it's like 
we're taking the smartest minds of different universes to fix this thing yeah okay that's i like that idea and then uh yeah like maybe they're the, like the the ones chosen in their respective universes to heal everything yeah that's interesting all right all right maybe I, okay maybe mr fantastic since that's the first one you said he's the one that organizes the whole crew possibly like, yeah. like talks to Doctor strange for that yeah. okay all right all right now you've got me on board <laughs> nah, i fixed it i fixed it <laughs> Um, again, all this is rumor and it could not happen at all. And the movie could be bad. (laughs) (laughs) You just want to watch yourself of anything. Wash your hands of it. Okay. Fine. Fine. I don't know if I'm excited anymore after seeing the trailer, (laughs) if I'm honest. Yeah. But I I like Dr. Strange. I also didn't like him in Spider-Man sometimes. The latest one. Oh, really? Yeah. The beginning. Right. So wishy-washy. Later on when he's stuff got serious. I like that. Doctor Strange. He's not the Sorcerer Supreme. So I'm guessing by the end of this movie, he will be Sorcerer Supreme. And for that to happen, the current Sorcerer Supreme maybe has to bite the dust. Our boy Wong? Yeah. He could just bow out. He could just get, you know, stressed about about the job and (laughs) put in... This is a resignation wave right now. He could just be like, (laughs) no thanks. Um, Yeah, I I think... Well, this comes out in May. Yeah. We'll we'll find out more before it comes out. They've got to drop more trailers for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, switching over to DC, we were talking about DC earlier. That's right. We know the Batgirl movie is coming to HBO Max. And we also talked about Michael Keaton was going to reprise his role as Batman in yeah. Batgirl, right? We, yeah. I forgot about that. Wow. He's everywhere. So it really puts a question mark over like the DCEU and how it's connected, right? Where the heck are we? Are yes. We- Which universe are we? Talking about multiverse. I guess maybe they have different rules where- Or they some- don't care. Like, yeah, they don't care. <laughs> Whatever makes money. Yeah. <laughs> So some some people maybe some actors can play the same character yeah and then some don't mm-hmm. some have Aff- Affleck sometimes J.K. Simmons plays all of them <laughs> you know <laughs> um, but in a way I think it's kind of like a, an advantage that they can kind of like just blur the lines don't care because they're not stuck right yeah freedom yeah and because uh, I don't know if you're gonna talk about this later but I'm watching Peacekeeper Peacemaker yeah I keep calling it Peacekeeper Peacemaker that's a very good show I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Batgirl could also be very good. Has potential. Yeah. We got our first look at the costume and it looks pretty accurate to the comic books, the newer Batgirl comic books. That's right. Um she's uh she's pretty uh beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> she's uh yeah she's uh, she's uh, not gra- hard to look at. She's graceful. <laughs> What's her name? Uh, Leslie Grace, right? Yeah. Uh she she looks good at the costume. This is mean to say she looks better with a mask on. <laughs> It looks cool. It's a cool Batgirl costume is what I'm saying. Yeah. I, You know what? I like it because it's a combination of like... Because the newer Batgirl costume seems like she made it. Yeah. But but also like tactical. So like I feel like it's a combination of both. It's like, a, you know how like Spider-Man is like a, almost like a school project he made after school yeah. sometimes. It's half that, but also she's like smarter. It can make like a good costume. Yeah, because her dad's a cop. Yeah, so she knows what's <laughs> going on, right? Yeah, I like it. Um, and I think it's going to be... The feel could be kind of like a Birds of Prey. Yeah, okay. So it's a little bit more on the fun side, which I think... That's where DC kind of shines is the funner movies like Shazam, Suicide Squad. 
those movies i think are more successful than the ones that maybe try to be too serious and don't always hit the nail on the head i think the batting average for those is better yeah. i think that's true um i think uh snyder had his uh shake at stuff with the the early stuff was sure. kind of not as great finally his, his lighter cut was better i think that's where the dcu i think finds its 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 height so yeah um, I think Batgirl should be kind of more of a fun one where she's obviously less serious than Batman. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. Funny you should bring that up because in this universe, like you said, Michael Keaton's there. There is a Batman, right? There is a Batman? Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I think he's been Batmaning because set photos reveal like there's like a mural of him, of Batman. Okay. So like the city loves him, I guess, right? Because what you put a mural of people you like and yet it's Batman. So it's like they know exactly what he looks like. It looks like it's straight from the video game, this mural, like yeah. the look of it. Yeah. Uh, it is the Keaton logo, though, the, the yellow oh, oval. Really? Yeah. Okay. That, okay. But do you think he's retired I think in this so. world? My guess is yes. Okay. So you think this is the Keaton universe? What, we can't say for sure what's going on I until Flashpoint. Know. Yeah. I don't know. Flashpoint may be the multiverse of madness for DC. Yeah. Yeah. It's really the start of the multiverse stuff. So Kind of. But I think it's like the start and the end of it. Hopefully. <laughs> It's like they're gonna, he's gonna change the past and that changes the future, but that's it. Now we can move forward with this continuity, right? Okay, I don't know if that's true or not because <laughs> it's okay. Here, I think it's combining both of what they're laying out because it's Michael Keaton's Batman, but he has a Robin like Ben Affleck that's a uh, dead ready or alive. I don't know because in the mural, if you look at it next to him, there's yeah. a Robin. Oh, is there? Yeah, wow, but like a kid Robin or like, yeah, a, like, like a, a teenager. Robin. Like a kid Robin oh. or, yeah, I don't know, teen Robin. Yeah. Um, but we know Ben Affleck's Robin was like morded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, Joker did it, I think. Yeah. So maybe this is like a better outcome Batman. Like his Ben Affleck's Batman was like grizzled and all this stuff. It seems like Michael Keaton's Batman in Batgirl is like almost like a Superman, like praised and like the city loves him or making murals of them. Yeah. Yeah. It might be like that. That's interesting. Yeah. The way Affleck's character brought up, it's like he's just this thing that's haunting the criminals. Yeah. And it's over the city. Like everyone just scared of him, terrified yeah. of him. Uh-huh. And, and I think Keaton sounds like a success story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think maybe Ben Affleck's Batman is like that because his Robin died and he failed. Okay. And he like went sour. Yeah. And that's why like he had a bad onset look at superman like he didn't right trust away. him exactly okay maybe this one he was able to save robin and now they're the city's great <laughs> world's finest right like yeah. he's maybe the, there's a superman and they're friends yeah they're best friends exactly yeah <laughs> So maybe that leads to other heroes wanting to be superheroes, a la Batgirl. That makes more sense. Okay. I think uh, they kind of want to get away from that kind of harsher world of Snyder. Yeah. So everything you're laying out makes sense to me, right? Yeah. That they have opportunity for mov- new movies that are more fun. Yes. Like the Shazam vibe and Batgirl makes sense if they're going into that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I, I, I think after all these set photos, I'm more excited for it. I, before, mm. like you said, the behind the scenes talent, I don't know if I seen a lot of stuff from them that I loved. Yeah, I was kind of negative on it, but visually it looks good. Yeah, I, I, I like the shots of this. There's also some other set photos, mm-hmm. um, like uh, like we mentioned earlier, was the Inquirer. They have like a Gotham Tatler like okay. a newspaper in this world. Yeah. And it has some hints of some Easter eggs, references galore in this. Like some characters like uh, the Court of Owls are in there. Oh, really? Yeah, so... 
I, I think it's just Easter eggs. And it's not going to be heavy story on that. Okay. And then there's other like uh, Lex Corp stuff. So it, I think it's still in the BVS world because it deals with Lex Luthor's trial. Remember that? Oh, yeah. So what the heck? What world are we in? Again, like may, maybe there's a different Lex Luthor that has a different trial. We don't know. Man, I really think Flashpoint is going to take the best of what we have and then fit in other stuff to make it better. Like Mush just remove the stuff we don't like. Is pretty much what it is. I think uh, DC is just playing looser with it, and I think they're maybe backs are against the wall compared to Marvel. I think they're yeah. doing fine financially, but as far as making great entertainment, yeah, they're like we'll do whatever. But honestly, I think they're on an upswing because I'm liking more and more of the stuff that they're coming out with. True, true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there's some other like Easter eggs in there too, like like Hugo Strange. There's a poster of that. Clarion, the Witch Boy. This has to be just Easter eggs, right? I don't think it's going to be a big part of the story. Right? I don't think they can't match that in there as much. Um, there's a Black Canary. So I think that's oh, okay. like a honest connection to the uh, um, birds of prey. Birds of prey. Yes, I yeah. couldn't find the words. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I like I said, I think it's gonna be like a funner movie, maybe not so serious. And like I said, like DC has a better batting average when they go with that lighter side of it. Yeah, Marvel did the same thing. So yeah, exactly. Just yeah. do that. <laughs> exactly. But um, the Batman is gonna be super serious. <laughs> Thank God it's in a different world, like outside of the multiverse, right? Yeah. Right? Right. <laughs> it's not connected, right? Um, they revealed the runtime for this movie, The Batman, yeah. starring Robert Pattinson. It should be separate from this Batgirl, BBS, Snyderverse, right? Mm-hmm. We hope so. Is damn near three hours long. They totaled it up to two hours and 55 minutes. Yes. They did say eight minutes of that are credits. Oh, okay. Oh, there you go. So it saves us some some sit-down time. Well, there you go. It's only a, a three hour, two hours and 47 minutes. Yeah. You added like an extra hour in there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's a breeze. That's a breeze. Yeah, I can do that without blinking. <laughs> do longer movies spell for better movies? No, not always. A lot of the time not. Superhero movies have a some of the longer ones are better though, but that typically means they have more to say, more to yeah. do. Um I, what I think is cuz this is like a first, right? It's the first of a new kind of Batman trilogy or story arc or whatever you want to call it, yeah, right? First Batman movie. <laughs> <laughs> Never seen this before. Um I think maybe they're a allowing a longer runtime because they want to see is this worth continuing oh all right it seems like they're investing more and more into uh what's the name matt reeves giving him carte blanche to whatever he wants right yeah uh i think that usually the directors and the studios fight it out studios want shorter runtimes to put more mm -hmm. uh play more movies play it faster right yeah get more sell more tickets and the directors want a longer runtime because they have a story to tell yeah so i think this says that they have trust in Matt Reeves yet again, you know? Yeah, I mean, I really like everything Matt Reeves has done. So I want to see... His vision. His vision, like how he wants it. But three hours, <laughs> like... I don't like it looks like gritty and dark right yeah could you be in that mode for three hours could you feel that like is that gonna take a toll on you watching that <laughs> we just talked about the Snyder stuff it's kind it's not the same thing I'll give you that but yeah. it's it's a similar feeling right the question is is this gonna have emotional pull and pull me along the whole story uh, Wolf of Wall Street was a long movie and yeah. that felt like a breeze but that was also kind of fun yeah exactly like this is going to be kind of like dark and a, a mystery and I think maybe more violent of, of a Batman movie. And I think 
three hours is too long. Too much? Yeah. And I think there's going to be... I know he wants to develop the relationship of Batman and Catwoman also in this movie. Mm. On top of him solving this mystery of the Riddler. On top of introducing the Penguin and... And he's like the seedy side of Gotham. It's kind of a lot to yeah. do. On top of this mystery that um, Bruce Wayne and the Wayne family might be involved in the dark side of Gotham also. Right. On top of who's this uh, clown face gang that he has to beat up. <laughs> yeah. <right? sighs> so it's a lot. <laughs> I mean, maybe that runtime is needed then, right? It's fo- it's strange they announce it now or I don't know. Yeah. I guess, I guess they had to cut up the movie, right? To figure out the runtime, but mm-hmm. it's strange that they are giving it this long. The other superhero movies are that long, like Endgame, Infinity War. There's 50 characters they have to give time to. And they're they're shorter still. Like, they're pretty long, but they're shorter. They're shorter than this? Yeah. Oh. This is longer than that. I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought it was... By like, like, like 10 minutes. Yeah, but still. But still, like, those are... It took 10 years to get there. Is this... I don't want it to drag, for sure, right? Do you think it's going to drag at all ever? I think it's going to have, like, a lot of set-up shots. Shots of, like, just the city. Exterior. And it's just, like, moody music for a little bit. And then kind of, like... A slow peel of the onion of the story. I wonder if it's like you're saying with the city. It has to like the city has to beat down Bruce Wayne. Yeah, just the same way the city did for Joker. Oh yeah, you know, like the atmosphere of everything. It's pushing him to the edge. Where this Bruce Wayne sees it like the right answer is to wear a bat suit and fight crime when there's cops and stuff. Yeah, you know. What I don't want is something like Lord of the Rings. Oh, where I feel like okay, the movie's over, and then it goes on another thirty minutes i don't even remember those movies those movies like lord of the rings had like four endings like four parts to the third act that i feel like this could be the end of the movie this could be the last scene and then no we're gonna keep going a little bit more you're saying for each of the movies it felt like that it felt like that but especially the last one of the lord of the rings okay like there was good resolved kind of scenes yeah and it feel like okay let's fade to credits no we're gonna keep going <laughs> it's like walking you into the next waiting area yeah almost. okay that's funny so i hope it's not that if it's not that i'll be okay with the movie mm-hmm. but if i feel like it could be two hours i'm gonna be upset that they didn't cut it out and just yeah. did the job of editing it yeah do you think it's still gonna be the best movie in, of this year it's still my most anticipated movie, right? Yeah. But so is like Jackass Forever. <laughs> I want to see that movie. Which has the better mystery. <laughs> There's so many characters they have to build. Yeah. Jackass Forever is three hours long. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to beat Batman. <sighs> Do you think it's too long? Like, Yeah, that sounds long. It is, right? Make it two and a half hours. That's already kind of long. Yes. Right? Yeah. That's I'd... too much Jackass. <laughs> no. The Batman movie, of course. So... <laughs> It better be worth it, right? If, if they're making it that long. Yeah. Right. Um, and don't drag it along. Yes. So just, if those are fine. Then I'm fine with wasting that extra half hour that I could have had in my life. Okay. All right. That is it for the news this week. Um, catching up on everything we missed. But um, if you haven't already, please don't forget to subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. Uh, we have new episodes coming now for the every Wednesday coming up. And then um, when, uh, what's the next? It was Moon Knight, right? Yeah, Moon Knight. We'll probably do the recap for that. Of course. that's I'm looking forward to that, getting my eyes on that. And you can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can find us at the Reader Copy Podcast to uh, talk about comics or whatever. Yeah. And the comic we're doing this week is called Assassin Nation. We have a little bit of an unspoken rule when it comes to picking comics. Do we? 
uh i make sure we don't pick one that's like at least like two one to two years old already oh yeah that's true because i don't want it to be too soon and then they don't get a chance to read it and we just ruin the story yeah yes <laughs> i think sometimes we've broken that rule eh, maybe but yeah. it's like well, it's not occasionally and it's january so it's a new year so i i went back and i looked at um best comics of 2019 very cool okay and i wanted one that was not marvel and uh, yeah. not dc because we did a lot of those already yeah yeah big of the market and then i saw this it's called assassin nation and i thought it looked really good yeah yeah I, i've never heard of this before i liked it though yeah it's really fun it came out in 2019 the first trade is the first five issues mm-hmm. but today we're gonna do the first four because it's a little bit of a like a mystery reveal kind of thing right right okay and i don't want to ruin the ending keep you hanging yeah it's by image comics uh it is the brainchild of artist erica henderson and writer kyle starks and i would describe it as john wick meets image comics Interesting. Okay. I thought of it as like kind of like smoking aces, but funny. Yeah, but funny. Yeah. <laughs> it was a comedy. <laughs> was it? Kind of. I, I barely, I just remember the action in it. Um, Erica Henderson, she's a two time Os- Oscar award. Oscar. Eisner Award winner for, um, she did like Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That was really popular. She also did a Jughead comic book. Very cool. Did that win Eisner? Wow. Yeah. I don't know if that's what they won for. Yeah. Well, what she won for, but she's popular for those books. Okay. I know the Squirrel Girl. I know the look of it and i can see it in this too she could yeah. be a character in this possibly yeah yeah <laughs> and uh eric henderson has also done a lot of work for venture brothers oh cool all yeah, right which i could kind of see in this book too yeah that it's style of comedy yeah interesting uh because the book it's kind of like makes fun of cliches kind of tropes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. totally um the writer kyle stark's He's done, um, he's been nominated for Eisner's as well mm. for books. I never heard of these books though. Sex Castle? <laughs> I haven't heard of that either. I, I want to watch. I want to read it. Sounds like a place. <laughs> I want to go there. <laughs> what about Rock Candy Mountain? No, I want to go there too. <laughs> <laughs> they sound like very different books. Yeah. But they sound like very similar. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what about these titles? He's done work on Rick and Morty. I've heard of it. Yep. Yeah. Very the TV popular. show. And then uh, Invader Zim. Oh, okay. I've heard of that too. Yeah. That was never my bag. Okay. I didn't well, find he, it funny. He was writers for those, and I could see that kind of humor in this book. I think so, yeah. Kind of ridiculous. The premise of the book is, it starts off, there's this guy, right? And he is formally the number one assassin in the world. Before, in the past, right? Yeah. But he's retired now as an assassin because now he's the head of like a crime syndicate, crime family, a mafia, if you will. Yeah. It sounds like he's the head of the second biggest in the city. Yeah. And it's like the Pis de Rios or something like that. I think it's something like very Italian sounding yeah. thing this guy it looks like an italian i could hear his like new york new jersey accent oh really yeah. okay i could pick that up yeah yeah this guy's name is rankin rankin yeah he's that kind of a guy yeah he's in his office now you can tell he's the boss he's sitting at his desk and he has like these henchmen around him and he's kind of like verbally torturing trying to get information from this guy that's like beat up, like tied up to his chair in front of him, right? Very nonchalantly bragging about his past and also threatening him in the middle of it. Yeah. Right? You know, He's very, like, uh, he thinks highly of himself in this way. Yeah. I mean, he used to be the number one assassin. Yeah. He says like, man, you know what they used to call me? <laughs> they used to call me Chekhov's gun. You know why they call me that? And the guy in the chair is like, yeah, I know. He's like, it's because when you see me, you know someone's going to die. And the guy in the chair is like, I said I know. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I get I get the point. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> 
And he's got this guy tied up because he wants to know who is trying to kill him. Who's trying to kill Rankin? There's a hit out on him. It seems like there was all of his attempts on his life recently. And he knows the assassin game. Someone's after him. Yeah. There's a pattern, obviously. And he's screaming at this guy who's tied up in a chair. Like, who's trying to kill me? And as soon as he gets close, like a sniper bullet through the window kills the guy that's in the chair. It looked like it was a miss on him. So someone's still trying to kill him. So he goes into like... A frenzy like someone's trying to kill me the goons are like we got to take you out of here boss as they go running out the door they're running down like the the stairs right it's like a penthouse suite in a building and they're running to the car and then the goons like don't worry well we got you covered you'll be safe right when they say this his car blows up like it's a whole big like full page like explosion kaboom there's a whole mess going on in his whole organization someone is after him uh, who knows what's going on all right it's like the next day now we're at a different suite and we see the next character introduced here. Uh, I think this guy's name is Maxwell Bishop. That's right. This guy is an African-American man and he's taking a gun out of his uh, jacket, putting it down because apparently for the meeting he's going into, they can't bring in the guns, right? Right. There's like a sign that says like, for your safety, leave all guns here. Right. right. Um, he runs into Rankin. Apparently Rankin has put together this meeting, right? Mm-hmm. And this guy, this new guy, Maxwell, he is the new number one assassin. Right. Like okay. he took the place of Rankin, right? Yeah. When and Rankin stopped being an assassin. As a top spot. And it's been years since then, but Rankin still brings it up today. He's yeah. like, remember that? You took my number one spot? I guess I just had to retire from that and right. become a head of a crime family. Yeah, he's like, oh, remember how you became number one? It's only because I retired. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it's been years now. Yeah. Even Maxwell is retired from that too. Exactly. He left that life also. He's getting pulled in now. And it's kind of like a question of like, why would he come back to this life? Why, why is he back, right? Mm-hmm. And it's because Rankin has put together this meeting of the top 20 assassins. Like there's a leaderboard out there somewhere. Yeah, there's a ranking. Yes. Each issue starts with like the actual ranking of the top yeah. hitmen. Yeah. And you see just these random names on there. Uh, yeah. And we he goes into the room, right? And we see like the large room and literally like there's top 20 killers here. And they're all kind of like mingling with each other. And you could tell like they're professional because it's like they're not trying to kill each other. They don't kill if they're not getting paid, right? Yeah, totally. Right. Um, the gun that Maxwell took out, because he said like you can't bring a gun in there. Yeah. It's like all gold <laughs> and it has the word revenge on it. He is here because he knows someone at this meeting is the one that killed his husband. Yes. That's the only reason he's back. Right. Why well, he's being pulled back into the game. Yeah. It has to be one of these people because it was like this impossible shot that killed his husband. Makes sense. And so it has to be one of those top 20, right? Right, right. So someone here, these people are just random looking. Like they just, some of them look like normal people. There's one guy here that looks like a hillbilly caveman. There's like <laughs> this other one person like wearing a pineapple shirt, yeah. like like Ace Ventura almost. I want to read the names. Like there's a lot of them, but the names are kind of like really funny so you good get the like the the tropes that they're making fun of here but like so like number one is this guy named fernando like that i, I really think the names are almost like 80s 90s wrestler names oh okay i thought they could be like james bond characters <laughs> exactly yeah something yeah. like that right um taipan niles roosevelt axelrod <laughs> <laughs> Chad Fingerman. I love that one. Chad Fingerman is special because he actually works directly for Rankin. Like, he's his number two guy. I see. but And so, he's also fits in the top 20, though. Yeah. Um, there's a new girl named Smoke. Uh, Wistful Stan, who's like a senior citizen of the group. Like an old guy that doesn't know what's going on. There's Desert Regal, Tanaka, Wintergreen, Frankie Townhouse. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, Red Scorpion Meat Stick. I love that. Smushwalker. I like that name. Smushwalker. <laughs> That's my rapper name. Connie the Tank. <laughs> Uh, there's a, a duo, the Mamba Twins. Oh, okay. So they take up one spot. Yeah. Uh, David Bowie Knight. That's the best. That's good wordplay. <laughs> El Sicario. Rumble Death Patch. I like this one. Dave. <laughs> <laughs> and then probably the best name of all, number 20. Uh, and again, this is for mature reading. Yeah. But the name of number 20 is Fuck Tarkington. <laughs> Uh, that's my that's my rapper name (laughs) it's like this big guy with a mustache and he's kind of like kind of like loud right yeah i would say i describe him as like an old school wrestler but when i say old school like when abraham lincoln wrestled (laughs) (laughs) and anyway they're all kind of like in this room together they're all kind of like talking to each other but also like staking each other out seeing who's who yeah even within this group, there's like clicks kind of thing, right? This is strange for the top 20 to be in one place. What's yeah, going on? Exactly. Um, Maxwell, he runs into like this group of guys that I guess these were his buddies when he was still in the game. I see. It's like Tanaka and um, Frankie Townhouse, right? <laughs> it's like kind of like his generation, you know, maybe a little bit older, maybe just outside of retiring kind of hitmen. They're like, oh, I thought you retired. What are you doing back? They're like yeah. chumming it up, welcoming him back into the fold. Exactly. Um, I like a uh, Fox personality, fuck Tarkington. Darkington. He just like he's like, hey, how are you doing? Hey, I haven't seen you in a while. Yeah. He like walks across like he's like the popular kid. It's funny because he's number twenty. He's like not even like that high in the ranking. I don't think he cares. Yeah, he's just he's just there for a good time. Um, the one that's not there mm-hmm. is Taipan. He's ranked number two. I see. And everyone kind of knows why he's not there. Apparently, he works exclusively with a like a rival family now. Okay, a rival criminal group. Right? So it makes sense. He's not there. Yeah. Right, right. You can't um, hire him for whatever's going on. Yeah. Um, they're all kind of waiting to get started with the meeting, but they can't start until the number one guy shows up. And this is Fernando. I like this guy. When he walked in, I could hear an Mexican uh, acoustic guitar strum yeah. right there, you know, right. Fernando. It's funny because he, he's almost like a Razor Ramon kind of character. Totally. <laughs> Wearing a purple suit, okay? And this guy, Dave, who's, I feel like he's like the noob, right? Yeah, totally. Because he's starstruck when he sees Fernando. In fact, he has like uh, one of those autograph books and he's asking all these assassins to like sign his book because like these are his heroes. He's just a big fanboy, right? He's fanboying out. Fernando just signs it. Fuck off, cabron. Yeah, that's really <laughs> funny. <laughs> So now they can get started with the meeting. Um, Rankin explains to them, I've decided that uh, I'm going to hire all of you. Okay. And instead of being hitman, your your job now is to protect me. Because who better to stop a hitman than a hitman? I, okay, I see. So he says, you'll know the angles, right? But you're going to be a different role. You're going to be bodyguards for me. Right. And he's got all he's 20 of them, or I guess it's 19 because Taipan's not there. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, I'll pay you your rates or whatever. Your job is to just make sure I don't die. Mm-hmm. And to figure out who is like try- trying to kill me, right? And then one guy, I think this guy's name, I think this is um, Niles Roosevelt Axelrod. <laughs> <laughs> He's like a country guy. Like he has an American flag shirt with like, um, what do you call those? Like tassels? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what that is. He has been to a monster truck show. Oh, definitely. That right? kind of guy. This guy does not take the vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> 
He exclusively wears denim jackets. Yeah. Uh, you know where I've seen this jacket? Where? It's Borat. The new one or? The old one. Really? Where he went to like a rodeo. Yeah, exactly. And okay. he wanted to fit in. <laughs> he wore like this really tacky American flag denim shirt. And he did the uh, Kazakhstan national anthem. Yeah. So good. Yeah. It's the exact same shirt. And as Rankin's saying this speech, like, you all work for me now. Yeah, given an offer, right? This guy, Niall, he's like, actually, I've already been hired and it's to, to kill you, right? <laughs> and he pulls out a gun, right? And then Dave, the noob right next to him, is like, hey, we weren't supposed to bring our guns in here, right? Yeah. Cut to everyone else pulling out another gun. Like, everyone has guns except Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's pulling them out. And it looks like they're all going to take out Rankin, a whole lot of them at least. Yeah. And they've got all their guns pointed at him. It's like backfiring on him, this whole plan, mm-hmm. right? And Rankin, like before they're about to shoot, he's like, I'll pay you double if you instead like save me, right? Protect me. Yeah. And Fernando, number one guy, is like dollar signs in his eyes, like double my rate. Okay. Right. And then he turns and starts fighting everyone else. He's he's the number one guy. So he can take on a lot of these guys, breaking their arms, just pushing their guns out of the way, away from hitting Rankin as Fingerman, you know, the, the, the company guy. He mm-hmm. jumps on him to block any shots coming after Rankin. Maxwell, right? This is a guy that was there for revenge. Mm-hmm. He pulls out his gun. is the golden gun, right? Yeah, revenge. With one bullet, he shoots three guys like in a row. And it's the three guys he was like chumming it up with. Oh, I didn't realize that. Wow. Yeah. It just shows like there's no real friendships this is also like his opportunity this could be just a chance for revenge so he's taking it now shooting everyone he can make sure they're dead everyone is just fighting it's an all-out rumble now it's every man for themselves and there's like shots of just like lines of people just shooting bullets at anything that moves right (laughs) yeah except for wistful stan he's just like oh my god there's gunfire he's scared Um, just all these people are dying, getting hit, right? Yeah. Uh, Dave gets like tagged, but a little metal box in his shirt protects him and he get, he's safe, like his little yeah. wallet there. And so he gets into actions to shoot up other guys too. By the end of it, like more than half of them are dead, right? Fernando's in the middle. He pretty much almost like wiped out everybody. It's almost single-handedly. Like he was the one. And he was like, okay, it's over. Everyone that's still alive is like, kind of like their guns are put away, right? Mm-hmm. And then Fernando's like, that's why I'm number one, right? No and messes with me and then out of nowhere he gets shot in the head and it was that newcomer smoke coming in she's like this kind of petite asian girl that's like uh be cool guys be cool this was all a fair assassination she had the whole contract written up ready to go to kill out fernando right so now who's left is kind of like the cream of the crop like they're only one that survived this is the team rankin's like okay you guys are alive you're my new bodyguards you're not trying to kill me you're the crew and more than half of them are gone right Mm -hmm. so only one's left Chad Fingerman, right? That's his guy anyway. Yeah. Smoke, Wistful Stan, Connie the Tank, the Mama Twins, Dave, and fuck Tarkington. <laughs> Everyone else we mentioned earlier, they had like one page. They're, They're all dead. dead. They're gone. We, we don't really know the characters at all. They're out of the story. And so it looks like maybe Rankin's going to survive. And as he goes down the elevator with Maxwell explaining like... Oh, I, my business has still got to run. You guys still got to protect me. You know, the, the day goes on. Yeah, like I still run the second biggest crime family in the in the country, right? And Maxwell's even saying like, you should really like just stay in and stay in your office, hide or whatever. But Rankin's like, no, like I'm going to show this guy who was trying to kill me. Like I'm not scared, right? Yeah, totally. So and- they're going on this meeting or his, his business whatever meet up and they're around like a like a conference table talking it out like mm-hmm. okay i guess we have to 
uh, protect this guy now. And they're trying to almost chum it up as they explain the first time. The first time they've killed somebody. Right. So Smoke is the first one to like show her first time killing someone. Yeah. And I think it's because like something tragic happened to her. Mm-hmm. It looks like maybe she's in like college and other women are like consoling her. And then the next shot is she buys a gun. And the next shot after that is like she goes up to this car and kills somebody. So it's just like that was her first time, right? Just killing somebody in the cold open. Probably like a revenge kill. Exactly. Fuck Tarkington. <laughs> <laughs> His story was he was like, you know, in the uh, in a hillbilly part of town where he's from as he learns his neighbors have been bad to the dogs, kind of beating them up. Right. right? And he's like a little kid. He's like 10 years old here. Right. Almost like um, like a Tom Sawyer or something. <laughs> exactly. And all he does is take a big rock and smash that neighbor's head in and now he's got a pet dog. Yeah. It's that. funny because the cops find the dead body. He's like, no one could lift this rock. It's huge. But this like kid did it. <laughs> yeah. Dave was just, uh, I don't know, American sniper. That's his story. And that was his first kill. Right. Some of them are kind of boring, but that's... I how it shows like why he's... Like he's a good killer, but he's not like an evil person. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's, he's just uh, simple in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, Connie the Tank, I guess there was like an intruder in her apartment. And before they, they could break in, she just like, kills him with a shotgun. And it almost like awakens her, I think. Like a, a thirst for blood. Yeah. Because like someone said like, oh, did you do that? And she's like, I did. <laughs> <laughs> the the Mamba twins they explained their first kill was their mother when they were born. <laughs> it's dark. These these twins are like um the creepy twins in horror movies. They're very strange. That's the vibe they give off. And then Dave looks at uh, Whistle Stan. Whistle Stan is like really old, right? He doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't even talk, right? And he's like, how about you? What was your first kill? And he kind of just like stares into the n- nothing. And then he's like, well, do you remember? And he's like, what? Like, <laughs> he was like kind of dozed off almost. <laughs> he's kind of out of it. They ask Fingerman what his story was. And he just barks straight at Dave like, I'm not here to make friends. I don't like yeah, you guys. I don't like any of you guys. <laughs> just, as he smacks their hands away, he seems like the real a-hole here, right? He even draws a gun on smoke because smoke is the one that's like i'm too cool kind of attitude right yeah and like the guns like right in her face like oh aren't you scared right you should be scared and like he's clicking the hammer yeah and she's just like no i'm not scared and then maxwell grabs the gun is like quit it like we're supposed to be working together now yeah maxwell the the veteran has to handle the situation now comes the nighttime as they are uh escaping out the exterior of the building for rankin making sure there's no shots at him at all and so there's some two snipers on the roof dave and fingerman looking out mm-hmm. and they don't see anybody around Around, but when they look up in the sky, they actually notice there's a drone coming. A drone has come in, screaming in, trying to take out Rankin as they push him out of the way so that he doesn't get killed, right? But who is in the way is Ivan. Ivan is one of the Mamba twins. And the other one is screaming out, no, Ivan, no. Yeah. Um, Maxwell has to like grab her and pull her away to save her. But Ivan is like in the right in the middle of the explosion. He's destroyed. And a second missile comes screaming in and it goes like slow motion straight into Stan's face, the old guy. Yeah. And we see like flashbacks of his first kill actually. And it was someone he had a date with. And it was just another mark that he had like had a wonderful night with this date it turns out it was he was contracted to kill her yeah it's like they had a great dinner and at the end of the night he kills her and takes her money <laughs> and, and they go both go kaboom yeah. they're dead so they all kind of like gather back at the safe house regroup and so like two of their team is already gone right dead yeah. but they kind of know who would do this now because only one other group you 
uses like technology, like drones. Drones, all that high tech stuff. Yeah. That is the Murdamora gang. Yeah. And uh, they're like, okay, well, we know it's them. Let's stop being bodyguards and do what we're good at. Let's be assassins and let's go on the offensive now. Ah, I see. Go to their location. And they're planning out this whole attack and they're explaining the leader of that gang is a, it's like this old kind of disfigured guy. Yeah, very wrinkly. He's named the Echidna. The Echidna, right? And they name him that because they say like he looks like an underground vermin rodent. He's <laughs> kind of gross looking. You know, walks with a cane. Uh, <laughs> he just looks gross if you see him in person. Yeah. And the apparently like he's always like inside. Sheltered in. Sheltered in. That's why they call him Echidna because he's always sheltered in. Yeah. Except one day a week, he always leaves for like medical treatment, right? Mm-hmm. That's our chance. Yeah. We have to take this. And Dave was like, that's weird. Why don't they just have the doctor go to him? And and then they're just like, well, just shut up, Dave. You don't know anything, <laughs> right? <laughs> And comes the night of their approach on the Echidna. They scope out his location. Two snipers again, Dave and Fingerman looking out. And once they're ready, Dave and Fingerman, they take out like two of the guards, like at the same time, like same shot. Yeah. You ever do this in Call of Duty where you like synchronize a sniper shot? I don't know if I'm that good. <laughs> I don't know if I've synced up with anyone to do that. Remember Army of Two? Oh, yeah. That's the kind of game where you like approach it like mm-hmm. slowly. It's an yeah. old game like that. Um. So the two guards at the door are, are taken out but this alerts uh the murder moors like number one like enforcer yeah do you remember taipan taipan remember he was not in that group because he works exclusively for this group now and it's funny when he's introduced because he has like a title sequence almost (laughs) like a label above him floating and there's like doves flying taipan out of the door when he busts out right very dramatic very dramatic and i would call him like almost like an asian terminator or something i think batista is so, good, there you go yeah. yeah he has like dark glasses leather vest no shirt under yeah. all muscle yeah terminated for sure <laughs> he draws two pistols and he's it's like automatically he knows where the snipers are he's pretty good and he starts shooting with handguns up the building to the snipers like the snipers have to duck out of the way from these handguns as uh, the whole crew, the Murnamora gang, gets into action, shooting up with their shotguns, trying to take out Connie. It's in the way the other Mamba twin that uh, bum rushes in. Yeah, and she's they're just like trying to kill anybody they can, right? Um, fuck Tarkington. Doesn't even use a gun. He this is like running in. He literally like runs through a wall like the Kool Aid guy. Yeah, and like just grabs two guys and bashes their heads together. He's like a demo. Have you seen that um, TV show where there's two like football sized guys? <laughs> yeah. And they just do demolition without tools. They just they, run into they stuff. They just run into stuff, tackle walls. Yeah. He's doing that right now. Yeah. <laughs> He's killing more people than the assassins with guns are. He's like, I have to make it fair. I'm yeah. not going to use guns. <laughs> but in comes in again, Taipan. And they know this guy, he's the real threat, right? Yeah. And he's got like a, a hand grenade that he's going to throw. But Fingerman, he does like a, a Mission Impossible move where he is sliding now down the side of a skyscraper. Yeah. Like above the building. On a slant. Like he's sliding down with his sniper drawn and is able to shoot while like moving through the smoke and hit... Um, 
um, Taipan. Oh, really? Right? He's able to, to snag him over the shoulder, but he's not dead yet. Even the assassins on his team are like, whoa, what a shot, right? They're, Pretty dang good. They're impressed by yeah. Fingerman, right? But Taipan is so good that he grabs a rock <laughs> and just chucks it and is able to hit Fingerman from like across the street. Take him down for, for the moment as uh, these other assassins try to get close to Taipan, but they're not really a match. That s- second Mamba twin, she gets killed by her own katana from Taipan. Right. And Taipan is just like taking all these people out um, even fuck Tarkington is gonna try to run and hit him but he gets knocked out by Taipan and um, the last Mamba twin right yeah she she's just after revenge right mm-hmm. she draws her gun her, she's like her throat was slit but Already. she's still trying to kill Taipan and she's like this is for my brother and she's trying to pull the trigger but it's just like click 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 there's oh. no more bullets funny enough it's Dave the noob that's able to catch up to the echidna in the little alleyway right to the side of the building echidna yells out like it wasn't me that drone was a ruse it wasn't me at all who do you think would you know hire all these people yeah to like why would i want to kill rankin he's nothing to me exactly right right? and then he's like huh yeah that's a good point and then right then and there the echidna is shot straight in the face by fingerman fingerman from behind and then he like even like well he's already shot in the head and he's on the ground but fingerman just like puts three more bullets in him such a hole he's like bam 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 make sure he's dead right and then a taipan realizes his boss is dead so he's like okay i, I don't care anymore and just yeah. runs away he's like i'm not getting paid anymore yeah I'm bye. Done. see you guys <laughs> like he could keep killing them but he just like stops he's a pro yeah nothing for free so it's the next day now and the group has formed again and they're like it's done we won we killed echidna he's Finally. the one after rankin we're good right yeah I really like Dave's shirt here. What is it? Because it's like a sweater, but like the top half is like a tiger print. Oh, that's so dumb. I hate those designs. It's like too eccentric. Because what I, is Dave wearing this? Because I think like Dave, like he's being around these people, it's kind of like rubbing off on him and he wants to be cooler. You know what this brand this is? What's that? Eddie Bauer. Yes. <laughs> So dumb. And then um, he's, they're all kind of just like celebrating that they've, they've won, right? Yeah. Good day of work as they, you know, have drinks, have yeah. a good time. And then um, Rankin's talking to Maxwell and he's like, well, I guess uh, I don't need you anymore, right? But Maxwell's like, I think I want to stick around for a little bit because I, I think I might have a lead, right? Well, he's thinking like, well, the odds are they're already dead. Like most of your yeah. cohorts here are already dead. Mm-hmm. Odds are your revenge is done. He's like, I don't know. We'll see. And then he goes to sit down to talk to Smoke. Smoke is like the youngest person, right? Yeah. And he's telling her like, you know, in this line of work, trust me, you can't really have both uh, like a family and a love life and be like a great assassin. Oh, you, you can't be tied to, to anything. Got to choose one or the other, right? Uh, okay. It's like being a superhero. Same deal. Exactly, right? And then she's explaining, she's talking to him like, oh, why are you still here then, right? And he's like, well, I have to get revenge because my husband was killed by like an impossible shot, a shot that I could, thought was impossible until I saw someone do it last night. Oh, some some indication someone's still a muck. As he's looking right at Fingerman. Yeah, <laughs> I think you could finger the man who it is. <laughs> so. I think some time has passed now, right? And Rankin is talking to his accountant and his accountant explained like, yeah, the assets of the uh, Murder Mora gang, we're kind of like integrating that to our gang now. It's Everything seems like it's coming to plan, like it's working out. It's like on the up and up, right? He's just assembling all this money into his flow mm-hmm. as uh, out of nowhere, his accountant is shot in the head. Yeah, it's not over. <laughs> Someone's still after Rankin. We cut to um, a really cool sequence that I thought. It's a dream 
dream sequence of a flashback. Yeah. And this is of Maxwell and his husband. Right. And you can tell they're in love, right? And in mid-kiss, the husband is shot in the head. His brain explodes. Maxwell in slow motion can even see the bullet like pierce through his head. Yeah. It's, you know, this is like the thing that always repeats in his dreams. Right. What's haunting him to this day. And because he's like an assassin, he knows how to kill people. He's It's almost like he's investigating this scenario in his dream, right? It's almost like he's rewinding the bullet. Uh-uh. And he sees the bullet, the direction it would have came from, was like shot through a moving subway. Impossible. Yeah. You know, like Wanted? It's those yeah. shots of rewinding where the bullet came from. Right. Yeah. So it had to go through the path of like a moving subway, like through the window of the subway, right? Mm-hmm. And then, so he climbs up uh, the fire escape to see like where would this vantage point be from, right? Rewinding as the bullet goes backwards in time in his dream. Mm-hmm. And he could see like where the sniper would would be and it's almost like a shadowy cloud figure right with a gun and he's just trying to like trying to make out who it really is and in his dream he's like fingerman is that you right but as he gets closer the cloud kind of like just puffs away and he wakes up still no for sure answer right as he's getting a text on his phone and it's from rankin and it says it happened again okay so we're getting the the band back together (laughs) we need the bodyguards again and the, the crew is they're kind of happy to see each other again as they're they're wondering who could still be after rankin if it's not like the number three gang which was the murder more gang and their ranking is the number two gang it has to be the number one gang okay so this other crew um they pronounce the hyuns hyuns yeah that's my best try <laughs> and they're the number one gang that they, they run crime in the whole country right yes everything runs through them and you remember um uh, kill bill the crazy 88 yeah right right the like crew of like assassins they had yeah they kind of have the same theme where all all their goons, all their hitmen, all their soldiers, whatever, they just use katanas and they're called the katana boys. <laughs> they're like, I think they're like younger people too that just happen to be murderous. And right, the crew. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you're willing to kill with a sword? You can be part of us. Yeah. <laughs> Sign up. And it's funny because like as the group got back together, you could tell some time has passed and during that time that passed, it feels like Dave and fuck Tarkington <laughs> have become like really close friends. <laughs> they're like good friends. Dave gave him some homemade beef jerky to, to right. fuck and, and then they, they <laughs> and they're snacking on them like they're buddies so their plan now is to just like let's just go in guns a-blazing we know where the hyuns are and let's just take them out they have katanas but we have guns oh okay very brazen of them as they go to their skyscraper building where the hyuns are, are located and they just some of them just take the elevator with their guns they arrive there and the katana kids are there ready with their swords against their throats yeah and there's a lot of them right and they're just going in shooting anything that moves right because they all pretty much have katanas but they have guns and uh, there's some really cool sequences where it's like Maxwell and and Smoke and they're like back to back right yeah pretty epic as they they're almost working really as a team right now it's funny because Smoke calls Maxwell gun dad because he's like he's the she's like uh, old enough to be his dad almost like an apprentice now right, right yeah. yeah. And fuck Tarkington, he's just bulldozing people. Like he doesn't have a gun or anything. He's just grabbing people, running and throwing them across the room. I think he's using some people as weapons, like <laughs> like clubs, and tossing other people at them. He got a shotgun, but he's using it as like a club. Like he's hitting them with it. He even takes this sofa and just tosses it at a bunch of these katana kids, just knocking them out. And the crew is like, "That was a lot easier than I thought." As they're just a room of kind of bodies now, and they're like, the crew is like happy all right that was easy 
and they've cornered the leader of the Huns now, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like in this rooftop, and they're like, okay, you have nowhere to go. It's over, right? And then he says to them, like, you guys are all fools, right? Mm. I'm the top dog. Why would I want to start a war with anyone below me, right? Right. It's like, you guys are such idiots, like you're being used, right? Look what's happened. The number three and number one gang are pretty much kaput. Who right. can benefit from that? And then this is when Maxwell's kind of like, oh, God, we've been idiots this whole time, right? It was yes. ranking the whole time. And then out of nowhere, uh, the leader of the Hyuns gets sniped, right, from across the street. Out of nowhere. And it's um, Fingerman that's all the way there. He's a sniper. He is the one shooting up the crew now. He's like after them, trying to shoot them up. But they are trying to evade his sniper bullets running into the building. It's funny because like the windows inside the building are bulletproof, right? Mm -hmm. So they're all like trying to talk it out and figure out what's going on. While Fingerman just keeps shooting the windows. It's like constantly tapping the windows with bullets. So they're figuring out, okay, it was Rankin. They're explaining the whole situation as it spells out on the window in bullets. Fuck you, assholes. (laughs) Yeah, it's really funny. Because uh, he can't get to them now, and he realizes that they have figured out what's going on. I see. And the reason why Rankin chose them is to have them take out the two big crime groups and have them be killed off too. So now, like, the only one left is Rankin. But now it's only the four of them. It's <laughs> it's Smoke, Maxwell, Bishop, Dave, mm-hmm. and Fuck Talkington. <laughs> and they've realized they've all been, like, duped. They've been had. And now it's them against Rankin. All right. All right. We got to go figure out what's going on with Rankin. <laughs> so that's the end of that issue. That's the first four issues. Yeah. There's one more in the trade that will like close out the story, but I'm, I'll leave that to you guys to catch up on if you want to read it. Okay. Okay. I like that. That was a surprise, enjoyable thing. I've heard of this before. Mm-hmm. Assassination. Yeah. I loved it. It was a great story. It's funny. Like it's really funny. Really funny. And the, the artwork, I mean, it's everything you think of when you think of image now like very bold colors very poppy um and like in your face and i i thought a lot of the scenes especially because like you see a lot of like brains exploding yeah it's it's graphic but also like it's nothing it's not gory right yeah like fits with the story it's almost just like uh, not really blood it's just like a splatter of jam just on the cross the page (laughs) it's not that gory but it's fun in that way yeah you're just looking for this kind of goofy attitude about everything i mean the character's name is fuck tarkington yeah like that's the attitude you can have these like cliche stereotype characters mm-hmm. but it's almost like satire like we know it's that that's why we're making fun of it yes yeah i love that there's it's funny how like you saw this whole list of people and right away it's like half gone and yeah slowly dwindling down that was really good um i, th- I thought this could be like a long extended storyline but i don't think yeah. it's that long it's like a little sweet little story there mm-hmm. and it's palpable too you know like that i think could, i mean we always say this when we talk about comic books but i think it could be like a fun movie yeah yeah, yeah. i think with, i think we've seen stuff like this before Sure. Maybe not this uh, funny. Yeah. It's a lot of like um, hitman stuff where they're all bundled together. Th- yeah. That happens mm-hmm. here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. And I think it's another success for Image Comics. Mm-hmm. And uh, it makes me want to read more of, of their writing, like Kyle Starks and Erica Henderson. Yeah. I've seen her. I feel like Squirrel Girl could be a character in here. And I'm curious about that. It made a real splash when it came out. Yeah, it did. Uh, I think it's a deviation from the Marvel stuff. So that's what I'm curious about. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So really good Image Comics. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. I liked it. Yeah. yeah. Good read. Let's get into side stories. 
you already mentioned it earlier, but uh, I want to talk about, I think it's a good time to talk about Peacemaker, yeah. the new TV show on HBO Max uh, starring John Cena playing this superhero, question mark? <laughs> he wants peace. He wants peace at any cost. <laughs> he'll, he'll kill every man, woman, and children for it, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh it's a fun show it's pretty fun it's uh not revolutionary it feels very much a james gunn thing yeah right which i like i do like yeah john cena is uh kind of doing a similar role um uh, that he's done before but i think he's we're digging into that character more kind of making it sadder right it's got more heart yeah yeah more emotion behind it more emotion behind it the the laughs are there throughout i think john cena he's he's kind of like a ryan reynolds like he could do this raunchy thing okay yeah right like deadpool has like raunchy stuff and but it fits in with the superhero action mm. it makes sense with this peacemaker character you think james gunn was like ah i see deadpool i'll just do the same thing no i think it's very different okay it, it's the same as far as like he's just a killer yeah but deadpool well i guess it does have emotion to it but like yeah. this uh story i feel like uh it's exploring things that i wasn't expecting for this kind of show oh yeah yeah okay okay well uh do you think it's it's has the same vibe as a suicide squad movie the the james gunn one yeah it kind of slows stuff down right because there's just one character we're focusing on as far Mm -hmm. as superheroes Uh and then he's got this other like crew of like fbi type or his handlers or whatever yeah they kind of babysit him in the way because they need a killer yeah and they find this guy peacemaker to to do the job Mm -hmm. um and then like the whole kind of gang or don't really want to be doing the job of taking care of this guy yeah i think it's kind of like their punishment for what they did in the suicide squad movie exactly yeah uh, and it's kind of just like the suicide squad except it's only one guy oh yeah pretty much i guess it's like a task force x of one yeah, person they're forcing him to do this yeah okay um i think it's it, it's it's a pretty fun show but i i don't think everyone needs to watch it it's just kind of dumb really fun. yeah i think so do you really like it like is i it really awesome? like it really? i think i think everyone needs to watch it <laughs> <laughs> just like, I just feel like sometimes it's kind of dumb, right? And I think yeah. maybe that's the charm of it, I guess. Yeah. I think it's, it starts off kind of dumb and silly and just almost stupid. Yeah, that's but what But it's I mean. to get you laughing, right? It's to get you up to like this level of, of laughter because mm-hmm. then when it hits you with the more emotional stuff it that hits harder too interesting okay because like they mentioned in the trailer there's like something sad about this peacemaker guy <laughs> yeah. and you see it and it gets like pretty sad like it, when he's like alone it's kind of mm-hmm. it's kind of uh sometimes they play that for laughs too actually yes. in, in those moments um i feel like that's the james gunn formula He'll do yeah. this thing. He'll take a comic book property. He'll make it kind of immature yep. and uh, juice up the laughs there, right? Yep. Um, and then he'll take the character, some scaffolding of the characterization, but make it a totally different personality, I feel like. I think he does sure. that somewhat with Guardians of the Galaxy. He's, I think he done that for like a lot of the characters in, in his Suicide Squad, mm. including Peacemaker, because yeah. Peacemaker is just this like military guy that's just hardcore. And, Very right? like one-dimensional. Yeah, which is kind of what it was, right? So yeah. maybe this is better. But this is what James Gunn does is characters nobody really is looking at mm-hmm. and just make a... I'll give it a good interpretation of them. I think he's doing what he did with Guardians 1. Yeah. And like... like- 
pushing that even more. Yeah. Like, because uh, Marvel, uh, I think they limit how far they'll let him do that. Oh. Like, how offensive his jokes could be. Yeah, yeah. And how raunchy the scenes can get. And then in Peacemaker, because on HBO, they're like, yeah, do whatever you want. Tr- That's true. It's HBO. It's not tied to Disney at all. Yeah. So they could, really, there's no question, R is fine. Yeah. Like, there's, like, nudity and bad language in it. Yeah. And uh, some of them are pretty, <laughs> the jokes are kind of gross. It's yeah. It's almost like The Boys, that TV show. Sure, yeah. It could be that kind of ballpark of comedy, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, but I think it's a good watch. I, I recommend it, but I don't think everyone, it's everyone's bag too you haven't mentioned my favorite character yet oh who's that vigilante <laughs> vigilante he he was a surprise i think he's hilarious i think he's a standout yeah yeah he again it's kind of like the dumbness of him yeah is pretty funny yeah but he's very like i don't know what, what do you call it when you're just like genuine about it genuine uh kind of oblivious yeah um but he's a, also a bloodthirsty killer yeah which is funny he's like we're just as bad as the bad guys except we only kill bad guys <laughs> yeah He's he's pretty great and like just his ridiculousness like even peacemakers like yeah you're so dumb yeah right like that's the thing so I, I like the introduction of that character and there's other comic booky stuff in there and that's just fine i think it was the name judo master yeah right and some random stuff in there that's cool whatever the villain is i don't want to reveal it yet because you kind of learn that slowly mm. and what's going on yeah there's some mystery there that i i i thought i knew what the um like comic book inspiration was already uh-huh. for the villain and mm-hmm. this is kind of new to me so i was like okay what's the going on here so i'm like okay that's fun yeah i'm caught off the surprise a comic book fan already i i love it i think it's one of the best things dc has done yeah that might be true yeah and mm-hmm. um it's definitely my favorite thing john cena has done what about his wrestling for decades i, I, I never watched wrestling when he was on <laughs> it was past your time yeah the only thing i think i like better is the most recent fast and furious movie <laughs> i might agree with you <laughs> even though i'm not a huge fast fan uh, is he's doing a good job here? He he, I think he is going a different lane from The Rock, right? I as think the as, the title sequence is reason enough to tell someone to watch it. <laughs> the title sequence, yeah. yeah, his the 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 songs in this are pretty great. Yeah. It's hair metal stuff, yeah. Uh, how does it go? It's like, damn it, damn it, damn it, really want to taste it. <laughs> They're just doing these weird dances. Yeah. It's so good. And yeah. you can tell like none of them can dance. That's, that's the point. That's why it's funny. Yeah. He looks like he's wearing a costume of, of muscle costume and he's not. Like that's how no. freakishly big he is. Like it looks like he's wearing a fake, purposely made to look fake costume and he's not. You know, like uh, Shazam, he wears the, the a actor, muscle suit. a muscle yeah. suit. Same yeah. thing. Except he's not. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like so, his muscles are so big, it looks like it's supposed to look fake. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I think they are. <laughs> I, th- I don't know what his deal is. He looks like a Stretch Armstrong. Yeah. Right? The way he looks. his The veins in his muscles look like muscles. Yeah. <laughs> The the music choice in this it's that's an, another thing James Gunn thing is throw out music that not everyone it's like the popular pop thing right now sure yeah uh, like before it was like Guardians was like seventies whatever old mm-hmm. stuff right and this is like uh, hair metal that I didn't know existed like I knew hair metal was a genre but the songs they're playing I didn't even know they were music. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I kind of want to start a Spotify playlist now, this type of music. Who the heck is Cinderella? I don't know that band. Uh, you got. You should have grew up in the 80s. I should have. I should have tried that. I'll give that a try next time. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I really like it. Yeah. I, I recommend it to everybody. You'd recommend it? Yeah. Okay, okay. I want to tell my dad to watch it. He'll like it. He'll <laughs> think it's dumb if he gets the references. I also want to talk about an HBO show. Oh, yeah? But this one actually has been out for a while, and I it like flew under the radar for me. Oh, really? And then, oddly enough, I started watching it because I heard casting news about the second season. Huh, okay. And I was like, what is this? Because the person they casted in the second season is Aubrey Plaza, which I think she's really funny. She's funny, yeah. From Parks and Rec. Yeah. And from Legion. <laughs> yeah, let's, oh, yeah, she's kind of funny in that too, yeah. actually. So I was like, oh, she's casting this HBO show, season two already. I was like, season two? I never even heard of the first one. Oh, okay. That's what so I, by surprise. I looked it up Yeah, and I started watching it. I think it's really good. It's called White Lotus. Oh, okay. I've heard of it. I think I watched half an episode. I like it because it's kind of like a mystery comedy. Like Clue? Also like, kind of like Clue, but also like cringy comedy. Cringy comedy. Yeah. Not like YouTube cringe. What do you mean by like cringy? Like, like just difficult. Yeah. Everything is like an awkward situation. And that's what making people laugh? Yeah. And, okay. And honestly, it's not like laugh out loud funny. It's like... Chuckle. Uh, kind of funny. <laughs> it's, right? like, it's, a, it's a chuckle? Yeah. Okay. And um, so the premise is these people go on vacation. And it's like a set of random people. Yeah. Uh, go to this resort called the White Lotus. And the show is about these specific people plus the staff of the White Lotus and how the staff kind of like it's hard to deal with these demanding guests whereas the guests are also facing their own li- like real life problems mm. and um, there's like one that couple that's on their honeymoon right yeah it's and, a resort and I think the wife is realizing maybe she doesn't know her husband as good as she should have before marrying him ah okay kind of like that and then there's a family of like mom and dad daughter and son and the mom is like the breadwinner and the dad is Real, learn stuff about his own past while on the trip. Oh, okay. And uh, and then there's a another woman that goes to the resort on her own, but she has brought her mom's ashes there because she wants to let it out at sea, and she is just like a train wreck. She's like a okay, yeah. I think I know that actress. That's the one that's like in like Legally Blonde. Yes, right. What yeah, she's in American Pie. Uh, I think she's in that dog show movie. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, that that cast is really good. I think. Really? The main guy that plays like the manager of the resort, I think is really good because he shows like the stress involved in making all these people's trip really good and keeping them happy. Right? Yeah, making this good experience on this resort. Yeah, he has to like put on this fake smile all the time. Uh, okay. Uh, but yeah, I think the whole idea of it's really funny. And the, the mystery of it is because the first scene of the episode, of the first episode, is um, them like at the end of the trip. Oh, right. Oh, it's like a flash forward. Kind of, yeah. And and we see them returning on the plane and they're loading a dead body on the plane. And we don't know who it well, is. We don't know who it is. Yeah. Oh. So uh, there's one person we know it's not because they're in the first scene. Oh, I see. Alive. Yeah, alive. So now cut back to when they first arrive. Now we're kind of like, they're really playing with like, who's the one that dies? Because they kind of give each episode a reason for a character to possibly be the person who doesn't make it. Okay. Let me ask you, do you like it more for the mystery or the the laughs though these kind of half laughs you're getting cringy stuff yeah probably the half laughs because the mystery it's like i'm gonna get it eventually yeah but the the surprises really are like these awkward situations that they keep putting themselves in strange okay yeah and honestly it's not it's it's a comedy but not for you to laugh out loud okay i think i know know what i i I know what you mean because i've seen half of the show yeah and i stopped it because of that weird feeling of the cringiness 
But I, I enjoy it. You like that stuff? Yeah. At oh. least I enjoy the story of okay. what's happening. Uh, who are the other act- actors on it? Like, one of them is the guy from The Office from the later seasons, right? I don't know his name. Yeah. Nobody- I don't know a lot of the... Uh, Steve Zahn oh, okay. is the dad. Yeah. Um, Alexandra Daddario yeah. is, is there, right? That's literally all I know. Like, okay. I don't know anyone else. Okay. Like, I don't know their names. Yeah, yeah. But I, I've seen them and stuff. Okay. White Lotus. Do you th- would you recommend it to me? Would I like it? I would. But you don't like good things. <laughs> and I recommend you so many things and then you say you don't like it and then but the rest of the world loves it with me. Yeah, I'll just watch Gilmore Girls again. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, I do like it, and um, I'm going to finish it, and I'm excited for season two. Oh, you're excited. Okay, to finally yeah. see your, your character. That's the only reason I watched it. What's going on? How is there a season two? Is there a second like mystery? What I learned is season two takes place, because this takes place in Hawaii, I think. Okay. Season two takes place in Paris. Oh. Yeah. Okay. It's like a different, maybe it's like a different murder mystery, or a, if it's a murder or not, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. It's like a, a Hercule Poirot type thing. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it's a little Wes Anderson. Anderson-y, a little bit like there's like 10 percent west enderness attitude okay yeah. vibe interesting okay I'll, I'll see if i can get past the cringe and, and like it but yeah. I, I don't know there's a whole lot of great stuff on hbo max already yeah i would say this is one of them okay all right all right I, i've heard good things already but mm-hmm. i was like uh i don't know if it's for me all right why lotus though yeah you have anything else you want to talk about that's all i want to talk about yeah all right well i want to talk about you guys leaving us a review that would be the best way to help us out uh it costs you nothing but it helps us a ton and the best place to do it is on our Apple podcast page. So just search reader copy on Apple or iTunes or I don't know what they call it now, Apple podcast. And then um, leave us a review if you can and uh, and subscribe on all major podcast platforms. And do us another favor. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, follow us there. We could we can engage us, engage us, talk about the different shows or comics we're reading. Whatever we're, in, we're uh, into right now. We'll be back next week. Brand new comic book. For sure. And more comic book news. Maybe we'll have um, a four-hour Batman movie by then. Yeah. But until then, Daniel, could you hit him with the outro? If you like what we had to say about the book, pick it up and read your copy. Bye. Bye. Bye.